a CEO definition, if you're a one person business, uh, means wearing lots of different hats or at least understanding that there are different hats to wear and which one you need to wear today or tomorrow or even go by your calendar. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Andy Burnitz of Burnitz Creative. Andy, it's awesome having you on the show. Hey, Gresh. Thanks for having me. This is, uh, this is a lot of fun. Definitely super excited to have you on and it definitely will be a lot of fun and Andy's doing so many phenomenal things and before we jumped into the interview I want to read a little bit more about all those awesome things that he's doing and Andy is the principal of Phoenix based Brennan's creative a branding marketing and creative strategy firm that helps growing businesses and business owners working mostly by themselves compete with the name brands by creating a consistent way to look communicate and act. He's a creative professional with 25 plus years of experience running creative businesses specializing in branding marketing and design and before before founding Brennan's Creative, Andy led in-house creative teams at Fortune 500 brands such as Banana Republic, The Gap, National Football League, KPMG, and Arizona Public Service. An experienced mentor and teacher, Andy has taught undergraduate and graduate classes at Pratt, Pratt Institute, Rowan University, the Art Institute of Phoenix, Sessions.edu, Columbia University, Grand Canyon University, and Maryland Institute of College of Art. He earned his master's degree in design management from Pratt Institute and has a BFA in graphic design from the School of Visual Arts. Andy, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? You know, I think I need a shorter version of that bio. <laughs> yeah. Was, but, but, you read, but, you, but you memorized it really well. That I did. Awesome. I did. This is one, one of my talents, but I, I'll say uh, you're doing so many phenomenal things. It's hard to, be, to, to make it shorter if you're doing and, and creating so much impact <laughs> in the world. So I appreciate you for, for taking some time out to speak with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I'm ready. I'm ready. Go shoot. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. So let's rewind the clock a little bit and, and, and hop in that time machine. Tell us a little bit more on how you got started with all the awesome work that you're doing in your CEO story. So I'm, uh, I'm actually one of the fortunate ones. This has been my whole career. I knew very early on in my, my life when I was a little kid that I, I wanted to be an artist. Uh, actually, I thought I was going to design houses or cars or motorboats or something really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I, I realized you actually have to know a lot of science and understand polymers and construction and tensile strength. And I realized that's not, that's a little, no, I'd like to draw. I, I can do that pretty well. So uh, I, I just, I've been lucky, you know, I've been doing this for my whole career. My first paid gig was actually when I was 15, um, started freelancing because when I was in high school, I took art classes naturally. Uh, I'm old enough to remember having painted the back of denim jackets. <laughs> All of you 80s kids will know what that's like, you know, Asia albums and Yes albums. You just got to paint those, put it on denim. It looks really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been doing this since I was 15. I thought maybe I'd go into advertising once I realized architecture and things that required a lot more math and science weren't up my alley. Uh, but I decided once I went to School of Visual Arts that, you know, being an ad man wasn't my thing. I enjoy corporate identity and branding and those topics. And that's what I what I've done ever since I graduated college. 
Nice. I, I definitely appreciate that. And, and I think so many times uh, what came to mind was, um, I don't know if you've heard of Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, and how he talks about the 10,000 hours concept. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of brought to mind like all the great work that you do. I think so many times we think that somebody wakes up and decides that they want to start their business and do all those things. But it's really the collective kind of hacking, I guess, against their craft, the thing that they love to do and, and things that it eventually builds into something phenomenal. Sounds like you've had that experience. And I'm still learning. I'm, I'm, look, I'm 50 years old. I've been doing this for 30 years, 30 years. I'm still learning every day. There's always a new technique. There's a new strategy, a new tactic, a new app. There's always something new going on in this and any other industry that can keep you, you know, relevant and moving forward. And you know what, you learn something and you think, Hey, maybe, maybe I can use that myself or I can help a client use that, you know, whatever it is, you know, think about, you know, we're, we're both in, in marketing. Think about all the different mediums there are way back when print advertising was new and way back when, like a hundred years ago, right? So somebody said, well, maybe I should learn how to do this and write headlines and imagery. Well, then, then the camera became accessible and it replaced illustration uh, to, with photographs in ads. And then people thought, well, maybe we learn lighting and better photography and how we can get a message across with fewer words and then you had headlines and you let the picture tell a thousand and then there was radio and then there was tv and social media and you know, all these new things require that we learn and figure out a way to use them for ourselves in our own business and even for clients so it's ongoing constantly yeah, absolutely. You continue to have to uh, sharpen that saw and to continue to get better. But I love, and I don't know if you find this experience where so many times I feel like, it, especially, in, I think all industries are kind of creative because that's where that opportunity mm -hmm. comes in when you look at things differently. But I think when you specifically are able to to kind of take an industry and have that different perspective and have those, you know, different, I guess, things you can place into an industry or move this here, move this there, whatever that might be, that's sometimes where those great opportunities and those breakthroughs come across. The objectivity and perspectives that come from all kinds of fields is, is what helps everybody move forward. You know, you have to, there's a great book by, by Tim Ferriss called The Tribe of Mentors. Um, and I, I love that book because the idea of it, even though it's really it's interviews or, or things that he collected from other people who he's spoken to, and I think that's the one, there's just Tribe of Mentors and Tools of Titans, mm -hmm. both of which I love and highly recommend, especially if you're, you're self-employed or a small business owner. But the idea of the, of the mentors is there's multiple people that you learn from and get guidance from. Some little nugget of something that they're doing can influence you and help move you forward. And that, that really is true. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, I think there's a quote along the lines of the way to be successful is standing on the shoulders of giants. And, and those books are basically giant words of wisdom and advice from some of the most successful people. And you can learn so much without having to go through all the experiences and the trials and tribulations that to, in order to, to make that happen. And so right. um, learn, learn from the mistakes and successes of others rather, mm -hmm. rather than just figuring out yourself. And it's a great yeah. lesson in, in many ways. You know, one, it reminds you you're not alone. You're really, you're not, you're not alone. There's a lot of other people who have done what you're doing, been through what you're going through. So ask questions, find a group, find a, find a, a network, find a, one colleague, someone you can bounce ideas off of. Um, and, and to that point, you know, there's something when I teach, I show it's kind of a dated video at this point, but it's IDEO's deep dive. I think, mm -hmm. um, uh, Nightline showed it. it's almost 20 years old. I'm embarrassed at how old it is that I still show it in class. Mm -hmm. But the reason I show it is that the initial market research around the final project, which if you haven't seen it, they're given idea of given one week to redesign shopping carts. Mm -hmm. And in the focus group is a whole bunch of people. And I always ask my design students, tell me who is in that 
folk who's in that group? Who's doing this research? A biologist, a med student who hasn't gone back to school, a safety engineer, all kinds of people. No designers, no marketers. And I tell them that that's, that's on purpose. IDEO is a design firm, but they've got people from a variety of backgrounds who see things through quite literally a different lens. And because of that, it gives us creative people a whole lot of inputs that we might not, might not have gotten otherwise, right? We, we Sometimes creative people, we limit ourselves because we think we know the solution before mm -hmm. we've actually undiscover, discovered or uncovered the full problem. So I, I love watching that for, that for that purpose. It's a good illustration of how all these different views of other people who have had their, who've done their 10,000 hours, they all look through things with different objectivity and that helps us come up with creative solutions. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the beauties is to be able to kind of tap into each of those creatives. I have not seen that. So I definitely will, you know, hopefully look that up and get to see that a little bit more. But I know part of, you know, what you do and how you help support your clients is using those 10,000 hours, all that experience that you have in terms of helping people with their branding and being able to kind of, um, I guess, come down or understand their message so that the clients can, can, can do that as well. Can you take us through a little bit more on that, how you do that, and a little bit of what you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique, what I call your secret sauce? Sure, sure. So a lot of times a client will come and ask, you know, there's a few things, right? So they, they see me as a designer or as a branding firm. And one question will be, should I be on social media? Should I be marketing or advertising on social media? And, you know, they want, they want a simple answer, right? Unfortunately, that's not how I work. I'm not going to give the simple answer. My answer will be, I don't, I don't know. It depends. Is that where your target audience is? Can you tell me about your target audience? Where are they? What are they looking for? How, uh, are they are they using social or are there some other means? And that sometimes throws them for a loop because they don't really know their target audience. Well, I don't I don't really know. Well, then I don't know if you should be on social media. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying we need to understand who you are, what you do, what you offer to your clientele. You need to know your your target audience really well. What do they like? What don't they like? What do they want? What are they willing to spend? And depending on the answers to those questions and several more, that's when you can say, here's where we should market, how we should market, and what and how we need to say it. And that's where my answer would then be, yes, but here's how you need to be on social or print or billboards or content marketing, you know, any of those things It all really starts for me with a strategic understanding. So I'm, I'm a designer. I love designing logos. I love, back in the day, we called it corporate identity. That's what I really studied, but now we call it visual branding. Mm -hmm. It changes every 20 years, they'll change, you know, what, what we call what we do. Um, but even back then, we always knew you have to do some research and you have to develop a strategy because that will inform a better design, a better marketing output or tactic. It'll be more successful if you do this work up front. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I, I definitely appreciate you. I wanted to switch gears a little bit. Sure. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be something you already touched on, but this could be an app, a book or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a GTD guy, a David Allen's getting things done. So my, my business owner CEO hack would be just manage getting all your stuff done efficiently and effectively. Uh, you know, I've, we talked about this before. I did not go out on my own to give myself another job. I went out on my own to have a successful, thriving, more than sustainable business, but I have my work. I have a ton of clients. I, so I have all that to manage. 
Yeah, that's absolutely huge. And, and I was going to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget, which is kind of a word of wisdom or piece of advice, but you that might have been your nugget. Is it that, you know, it could be around branding or business in general, but is it that ability to be able to delegate in order to do the one thing so that you don't get bogged down in kind of the other things that sometimes can keep us away from why we even started our business in the first place? Yeah, I would say let's, let's not talk about marketing and branding because there's plenty of people who can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a business owner standpoint, there, there will come a day when you do have to be able to identify that. So that, that would be my next nugget. Yeah, and that's, that's the harder skill, I think, is actually being able to identify what things you should be giving up or can give up, or, or let's, let's take the productivity approach. What are the biggest time sucks in your day? Right, and then evaluating, is my time well spent on this, or or should I have somebody who's perhaps charging less per hour? If you know your hourly rate, even if you don't bill hourly, you should know your general hourly rate. If I work for one hour, I should be making X amount of money. Well, is that task something you can ask somebody else to do for less money, which would give you free time to go and do something else more valuable? If the answer is yes, then yeah, you should probably outsource that work until such time you have so much that you have to hire an employee. But being able to even identify that is hard for people, especially if you already feel overwhelmed, just trying to get it all done and, and, and keep it moving forward, right? That's sometimes you need a coach, right? Business coaches exist for this reason. And there's many kinds of business coaches or marketing coaches or, you know, whatever, but they'll help you identify those kind of things. And that's, you know, that, that's identifying the problem and then you figure out the solution that that's a good thing to do. At some point in business, we all reach that point. I, I have too much. Something's got to give, but I can't not do any of these things. So how's it going to get done? Identify what you keep and what you can send out, then identify who can help you with it. I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping that different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Andy, what does being a CEO mean to you? Uh, well, I'll take it from the from the angle of being a self-employed one-person business, right? Not not managing a big business with with dozens or hundreds of people, because that I think would be a different definition. Uh, but you know, a, a CEO definition, if you're a one-person business, uh, means wearing lots of different hats, or at least understanding that there are different hats to wear, and which one you need to wear today or tomorrow or even go by your calendar. Which one am I wearing at one? Which one, one am I wearing at three? Right now I'm wearing the company spokesman hat because I'm talking to you. As soon as we're off, I'm, I'm wearing my production manager, project manager hat, which is a slightly worn out, beat up baseball cap. It's a different, <laughs> the one I'm wearing right now is swanky. I'm wearing a cool hat that I'd, you know, uh, look good on in, in, a, in a press photo. So I think I think it's understanding those roles, right? The hats obviously mean the different roles you have to play at any given time at any, during the day. And it's not like Monday or one thing and Tuesday or another. We do all these things all the time, but being able to seamlessly shift from one role to another is pretty important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Andy, truly appreciate that definition and the analogy uh, with, the, with the hats as well, too. Uh, what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. 
Uh, I would say one one great thing to know, and I'll, I'll put my my brand marketing hat on again, is just knowing how to be consistent with with your message. Um, your your audience will appreciate it, and you'll probably have a more full pipeline of of customers or clients if you can be consistent about your message, who you are, what you do, uh, and how to speak about it. And if you can reach them where they are, not where you think they are, um, you'll be able to really grow your business. And the best way to find me, I'm lucky. There are there are only like seven Brennitzes in the country. Our name was changed 100 years ago. So if you just Google Andy Brennitz, you'll find my LinkedIn page, my Twitter, uh, or just go to my website, which is Brennitz.com, B-R-E-N-I-T-S. It gets, gets transcribed all the time. My family, we have a running list of misspellings. It's pretty funny, but it's just Brennitz.com and you'll find me. Nice, nice. I definitely appreciate that, Andy. To make it even easier, we will have the links and information in the show notes as well, just so that everybody can follow up with you. Uh, but truly appreciate all the awesome work that you do. Appreciate the time you took today and the, the awesome advice that you gave. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.